Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Praise God. Thanks for sharing. What a blessing. Thanks so much. We are encouraged, sure. Thanks so much, guys, the team and the guys at the back. Thanks so much. It's a privilege. It's a great uh, blessing for us to have Andre Ferreira here this morning. And uh, many of you guys know him. And maybe he'll tell us a little bit about himself. But uh, Andre is... Very hard at work there in the Joburg uh, congregations. He's actually the guy that does most of the work there, I think, and behind the scenes. But nobody will tell you that straight. <laughs> but no, but uh, it's a blessing to have you, Andre. And thanks for. It's always a blessing to see the gospel is not just a theory for you, um, and that you're living it out. And we're really expectant to hear what God has laid on your heart. Um, and yeah, please. I think the first time I met Andre was in roughly 2007, when he was still in the Defence Force. And uh, he's been just faithfully serving all these years. And uh, what a blessing. Let's, let's pray for him. Let's give him a hand first. Welcome, Andre. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your son and your servant, Andre, Lord. We receive him as a blessing. And we ask, Lord, that, yeah, that you would pour out through him every gift that you have prepared for us and through him this morning, Lord. We thank you for the blessing that he is. And we bless his family as he's away from home today. And we thank you that, yeah, for every word that you've prepared. And we ask that you'd release it in your power this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Andre. <laughs> Thanks, Yaku. Yeah. So, uh, firstly, just want to say thank you for that testimony. We can basically say, Amen, now my sermon is done. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. Um, yeah, so my name is Andre. I'm married now for 17 years. Um, got three kids. I have a picture somewhere there. Um, almost. It will come up. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I've... Got saved in Shofar Pretoria. Um, so I love this side. Been involved in Shofar Pretoria for a long time. Um, and I'm going to share a bit about that story. But I just feel specifically, I just want to honor the leadership here. You know, um, Philip came to Pretoria as a student pastor and we got. We're very good friends, got to know each other very well. Um, and I must say, Philip is the one person that uh, if God says today, close those doors, he will lock the doors and be done with it. Um, he will, at a drop of a coin, be obedient to God. If it was me, I would still guard the people and how do we facilitate this. And, but I just want to honor Philip for his absolute obedience to God. Um, it's rare and it's beautiful. And uh, Yaku, yes, where do you find a pastor with more experience? He's been all over. Um, when I think of Yaku, it's absolutely just 
how well he loves people, how well he loves God. Um, I think you'll agree with me. But uh, so just want to say you're really privileged that to have such an awesome leadership team. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. As I say, I got saved in Pretoria. This was a long time ago. I was in Kimberley in the army, moved to Pretoria, met my wife, Mezen. She studied through the army. And uh, to impress her, um, yeah, well, I was pursuing her, and she just said, no, listen, I got saved a couple of months ago in Chofar. So uh, I'm not dating anybody that doesn't go to church, and I'm not sleeping with you. Okay. So obviously I said, no, 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 I understand that completely. And yes, I'm going to church with you. No problem. I'm not scared of church. And uh, church was still in Sunnyside in a little theater behind that big theater. Um, and the first time I walked in there, I took my two biggest rugby buddies with. And we were suited, tied. It was an afternoon service in April. It was hot. And um, we were, now if you know my wife, Everybody loves my wife. My wife is really friendly, loving, gentle, and me rocks up, not at all saved. And we're still trying, the three of us standing there smoking, trying not to swear. But the church was started by a bunch of Air Force guys, engineers, and they love me. So I got the evil eye like never before. That's my first experience of church. Um, we walked in, and there was a little bar counter. Behind the bar counter, there were two fat angels cheersing each other. And me and my buddies were still joking, yeah, this, we, we can be in this church. You know, and you had to walk through red beads that's hanging there. It's, we rented this, or chauffeur rented the space, so we couldn't do anything to the decor. They had a theme, actually, of Halloween. So there were actually cutouts of witches on brooms. <laughs> And the stage was designed to, it looks like a black hole, just going away. So it's looking at the pastor, but it seems like there's a black hole behind him. And, uh, yeah, I grew up in the Inge Church, Dutch Reformed. And me and my two buddies sat on chairs, probably smaller than this. So we didn't fit on the chairs, and we had jackets on, so we were sitting like this. Um, and there were no real stage. It was pretty low. My wife is about this short. Her friends is about this short. So they were on the chairs, hands in the air, praying in tongues, worshiping in tongues. We were freaked out completely. But uh, God knows how to work with his children. I was very arrogant and I told my buddies I'm going to get this girl. So they said they're not coming back. <laughs> I went back, and about after the fourth time, I just, yeah, altar call, hearts pumping. I know God is speaking to me, and I'm like, heck no, not going to happen. I'm not going forward in this church. And um, that whole week, I walked out that whole week. I'm like, I don't know what that was, but I'm in control. And it's like, I'm not scared of church. <laughs> Ugh, that next Sunday, the pastor didn't even start the altar call. I was in front unplanned completely, but I knew God spoke to me. So that's how I got saved in Shofar Pretoria. And uh, I often joke, Ross van Kerk is in Durbanville. He planted the church. 
Um, and I take credit for his maturity because I caused him to pray a lot. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was fun times, and I really appreciate this church. So it's a real privilege to be here this morning. Um, my godchildren are also here, not at the moment, Ines. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so yeah, looking forward to this morning. Um, I'm going to start off with prayer, like we, that's always a good idea, and then we're going to jump in. Father, we just thank you this morning that we can be in your house, in your family. Father, thank you that you love us so much that you give us a church, a family, a community to walk with us, Father. Thank you that you have not called us to be alone, to walk alone, Father. But you are with us, your spirit is with us, and your community is with us. Father, this morning I just come and give you this time, come and have your way, Father. Father, our desire is to see you, to hear what's on your heart. And Father, we just want to come and say as a congregation, we surrender, Father. Come and have your way. Whatever you want to do this morning, Father, we're eager and excited to see your kingdom come in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So I'm going to start off with a quick question. Um, the question is, do you know God or do you know about God? So I want you just, just for yourself, not telling anybody the answer, but just answer that question honestly. Do you know God or do you know about God? Massive difference. God says, my sheep hears my voice. If you know God, you have a relationship with Him. You speak to Him, He speaks to you. That's relationship. That's knowing God. So do you know God or do you know about God? Okay. We're going to come back to that a bit. So first off, John 3 verse 16. I'm sure... Most of us know this, but let's read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, perish but have eternal life. So God created you in your mother's womb. He says that in his word. He called you by name. For his purposes, for his will, for his kingdom to come. He has created you to have relationship with him. You're not supposed to survive on your own. You were never created to survive on your own without God leading, helping, without other people around you. That's a lie from the devil and mostly in the Western world. Um, God has created you. A part of you needs God. There's a space in you where God exists. Where God needs to fill up. There's no other way you can survive. Then if we look at John 14 verse 15 to 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
And I just want to say, uh, some people hear this and they strive. Okay, I must keep his commandments. I must keep his commandments. It flows out of your love for him. It flows out of your relationship with him. So if you experience this as, okay, now I must do this and this and this, that's not what God is saying this morning. God is saying, love me. If you love me, you will fulfill my commandments. Let's continue reading. And I, Jesus, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him. Oh, there we go. Knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you. And will be in you. So God is saying, Jesus is saying, yeah, He's going to send a helper for us. To do what? Why? So that you can feel happy. So that you can feel good. No. For your purpose. You were created to have a relationship with God. To be part of His kingdom. To do His will. And God, Jesus says, God, I'm going to ask the Father to give His Holy Spirit to you to help you to follow God. To help you to build His kingdom. To help you to be His child. To help you to be in love with God. You can't do it on your own. You can't love God on your own. You need help. That's what Jesus says. So if you think differently, either you're right or Jesus is right. I know I'm leaning towards. Okay, can I get a smile? Everybody's very serious. This is the Bible, this is the truth. So, when I was preparing, it's always like this. God speaks to me, you must speak about this. Great. I'm going to speak about this. And spending time with God, all my sermons always go back to the big picture. It's like God just saying, for today, the people must see me. That's it. So I'm going to share with you the gospel, God, um, because that's what God wants you to hear this morning. So the gospel, according to my words, read the entire Bible. I'm going to summarize the my words a little bit. Okay. So God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and he walked with them daily. They chatted to God, had relationship. They sinned. God cast them out of the Garden of Eden. Then, Old Testament, God gave commandments. Yes, I still love you. Please just listen. Just do this. That's all I'm asking. Ten things. Come on. Yeah, and later on, there were a bit more rules. A lot of them just for the health and safety of the people as well. But we couldn't do that. And God loves His creation, His children so much that He said, I'm going to give my only son, Jesus. And Jesus came to earth. God became a baby. Somebody had to change his diapers. He was willing to be humiliated and cast down for your sake, 
Because he wants you to have a relationship with God. That's why Jesus came. And we met him. And uh, Jesus died on the cross because we're sinners. And his blood was shed on the cross because we need healing, restoration to God. But Jesus came, to, he says, Jesus came to restore us to the Father. Relationship with God. That is the gospel. And Jesus says, and I'm going to send you a helper to have relationship with God. The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is amazing and comes with gifts. And, you know, about three months after I got saved, um, as in took the church had a relationship weekend, and obviously, here I go, going with... And Anton and Christelle was ministering and uh, spoke about the Holy Spirit. And yo, I'm still freaked out by this church speaking in tongues and stuff. And uh, I said to God, okay, God, I want to receive your Holy Spirit, but no funny stuff. We're not falling over, not speaking in other languages, not, I don't want to be humiliated here. And uh, received the Holy Spirit. I know I received the Holy Spirit. And as I'm following God a couple of months later, I had to repent. And now when I think back, I'm like, what the heck? How stupid can you be? You know, I said to God, God, you can do stuff in my life. But in this box, you fit in right here. And I'm controlling my life. So basically, when you surrender your life to Jesus, you say, Jesus, I acknowledge you died for me. I need a Savior. So I surrender my life. I'm going to follow you. That's what it means to be saved. And... <laughs> Here I am a couple of months later and I'm saying to God, I surrender conditionally. You know, I said surrender. I give you my life. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do your will above my own. But here I go. Just a couple of months later. And it's so silly when I look back. The pride, the audacity that I had to do that. Mind blown. But I, I feel God wants me to share this this morning. Because maybe there's some of us here that's putting God in a box. God, I surrender my life to you. I will die to myself. I say this, but okay, in this area, whoa, whoa, whoa. And this area, just like this. And just this area, just as I understand it. And if I I love that testimony. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it doesn't make sense. God saying resign. And there's no clear path yet. It doesn't make sense. But you either surrender. 
or you keep control according to your own understanding. And this morning, God just want to invite us to surrender again. Um, and that sounds easy. I mean, here's a pastor standing in front saying all these things. Yeah, yeah, very easy. But I want to share with you a little bit about my year. So my son drowned about six years ago. And after two and a half, he was dead for two and a half hours. God resurrected him. And he has some brain damage and some serious lung conditions. Um, and it's amazing how God carries us. But there comes times when suddenly his medication doesn't work, he has seizures, and he's not well, and then there's stress. And it's legitimate stress. There's legitimate worry. But the thing, and we struggled a lot with this this year, and I'm sharing this sermon um, not because I've been doing this right, um, as you will hear now. Um, and God has been speaking to myself and my wife from the beginning of the year just about control. We like controlling stuff. Um, I specifically, uh, my strengths is I like planning. I like strategizing. I like having a plan A, B, C, contingencies for the contingencies planned out. Um, so oftentimes your strength is your weakness as well because you rely so much on it. And God was challenging us in this. Um, just saying you don't need contingencies, exactly like C also said. Um, you don't need contingencies. You just need to hear my voice. You just need to follow me. You just need to surrender. And um, yeah, this year has been tough, but God has really come and done something in our lives this past month. It's very fresh. Um, just with us being able to surrender. We were at the pastor's summit about three weeks ago, and um, one of the speakers spoke about God is just saying to him continuously throughout his life, shh, follow me. That's it. Shh. Just follow me. And you, God did amazing things there in my heart. And this morning, what I want to talk about is surrendering. It, it was so amazing for me, the prayer beforehand, scales falling off eyes, just confirmation. Um, the word that we shared here, all about stress and worry and Casting down your yoke, um, trusting God, unburdening, unburdening to God. God knows where you are this morning. And He wants to bring this word to you this morning. He wants to change your life this morning. If you allow Him. You can put Him in the box. You can control what He does this morning in your life. Or you can surrender. Or you can allow God, the God who created all, that wants to have a relationship with you, that gave His Holy Spirit so that you can have a relationship with you. Or you can allow that God that knows better, that knows what you need, that wants to be your strength. He wants to carry you. He wants to love you. He wants to cover your weakness. 
the fight is not yours it's his so stop having control of the fight allow him to fight on your behalf allow him to take it from you so i had this vision um just about a a jet like a fighter pilot fighter jet amazing state of the art and God is saying to us, he wants to launch us as these fighter jets. Um, and like a fighter pilot in that cockpit, you have your earphones on, you're going at Mach, whatever. Um, you don't hear a bunch of noise. You just focus on, that's where I'm going. And you're just hearing what God is saying in the earphones. But then... God said, there's so many of us that wants to stay on the tarmac as a fighter jet. And on the tarmac, we're busy. We're sorting out. We're worried about this, this stress, this, this. And it's just, some of us are covered with dust. Some of us, there's birds sitting on us. There's bird poo on us. And it's not God's desire for us. And God's, and I love what she shared as well. I saw this picture of God standing there next to us and like, we're crying out to God, help us with this and this and this and this. And God's like, what the heck are you busy with? Come on. I've got something better for you. We're going to go. And you are busy meddling around there like a chicken, just scratching around. Um, And I want to ask you this morning, where are you at today? Are you being launched and flying with God? Or are you busy? And that busy is especially stress and worry and fear. That God just wants to come and take away from you this morning. That is His. We can just give it to Him. He says, cast your yoke. Give it to Him. He wants to fight for you. He wants to sort that stuff out. But we're losing sleep and we are losing our health and stuff. And God says, what are you doing? How can I bless your work? How can I bless what you're busy with here? It's not even what you're supposed to be busy with. Just come. Surrender. God is our strength. God is our provider. You know, with my son, he has a lot of medical needs. And um, it's six years now. And there's no chance any budget I can draw up with can work in a month. There's just income, expenses, not even close. And for six years already, God has provided faithfully. And there's times I often ask God, God, can't we put the money in, in advance, you know, that I don't have to surrender to you again in this. You know, that would be really nice. But oftentimes God, God works at the last moment. So that we surrender to Him. So that we have our faith in Him and not in the money in the bank account.
Um, so, I have no idea how long I've been busy, but normally I preach very shortly. So, we're at the end. Um, I want to invite you this morning. If you are sitting here and you are stressed, you are worried, there's fear in your life, God is here this morning. He has called you here this morning to set you free of that. And it's not a fight. It is not difficult. It's as simple as just saying, Father, I surrender. And even in that, I need help. I, don't, I suck at surrendering. Please come and help me. It's as simple as that. So I quickly want you to close your eyes. And leave the person next to you. Don't hold hands. Just you and God. Just you and the Holy Spirit. And I want you just to speak to God. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe you don't. You think you must pray. This amazing prayer is to speak to God. None of that. God knows you. You can just cry out to God. You can just all lay down whatever it is and surrender again. And then specifically while our eyes are closed, and I just want to give the opportunity. I've shared the gospel with you. If you are here this morning and you have never surrendered your life to God, there's no hope without God. God created you to have a relationship with Him. then you have an opportunity now to give your life to God. To say, Jesus, I accept what you did for me on the cross. Please come and save me. I surrender. I want to have a relationship with the almighty God. Well, every, every eye is closed. And if that's you, would you just quickly show me? I would love to pray with you afterwards. I would love to pray with you now over the mic. I'm not going to call you forward. Anybody that just want to surrender their life to God now. Okay. Then secondly, maybe you never received the Holy Spirit. Maybe you received the Holy Spirit and put the Holy Spirit in a box like I did. And you just want to say this morning, Holy Spirit, I need you. Please come and help me. Be inside me. Lead me, guide me. I surrender. If that's you, you just want to invite the Holy Spirit in again. Just quickly show me with your hand. I'm not going to call you forward. Okay, I see. Anybody else? You're welcome to continuing chatting to God. But I want us to quickly just share with the person next to you just a couple of things that you surrendered to God this morning. And if 
you want to pray for each other, you're welcome. But just quickly, just share with the person one or two things that you surrendered. Okay, please continue sharing. Please continue praying for each other. I'm going to close the service for us. So uh, have a blessed week. Please join us for coffee and tea outside. Um, If you're not in a small group yet, we're going to have an awesome small group on Wednesday. Please speak to Yaku at the coffee. Have a blessed week. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria. Pretoria.